I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Happy Monday, Coffee Pod. I am so excited that you are back. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we are visiting Sewanee, Tennessee. Uh, this is where my husband's going to grad school, so we're just here visiting, getting a lay of the land, getting a sense of what it's like. Um, and we listened to the Secret History audiobook on the drive. If you haven't read Secret History or know much about it, it's essentially like the origination or, or origination? It originated. <laughs> it's what a lot of people say dark history. A lot of people say that dark academia stemmed from this book. So it's very fun because Sewanee is like this college town. It feels very Harry Potter-esque or um, it's got really old stone buildings. It was the perfect book for the drive and we're really excited to be here and just kind of see our way around. Um, and if, you know, I just want to say thanks for coming to these coffee chat episodes. Uh, they're very fun. It feels like I'm catching up with a friend over coffee, quite literally. Um, and if you're new here, welcome. So just so you know, every Monday I share with you something that I'm learning as well as updates on what's going on behind the scenes and what to expect in terms of content on the podcast for the week. So we start each episode with three good things going on in my life or three things I'm appreciating right now. And... The first one today is being on a road trip. Um, we're kind of really overachieving on the road trip front right now. We drove five hours today. We'll drive five hours tomorrow um, to go back home. We had just this little two-day window to make it happen before we come here for the summer. And we did it. And it's very fun. And that brings me to number two, which is audiobooks. I love my Audible account. Um, my my Amex card actually pays for my plat my Audible account for me. Like it just re reimburses me for my Audible subscription, which is amazing. And I love to use the credits they give you for a road trip book, but mostly I use them to speed up my reading process. So I like to read about a, a book a week. And sometimes if I'm reading a really big book or a really dense book, it's easier to do that if I listen to the audiobook and read it at the same time so that I have more reading time in my day. And um, yeah, so just cheers to audiobooks. <laughs> then I am going to say number three is linen. I think I just underappreciated linen for years. Today I'm wearing like a linen jumpsuit and I'm thrilled. We switched to linen sheets recently. They are so soft. I think I've just really undervalued linen, if I'm honest, and I have I have some making up to do. Um, so in terms of what I'm learning right now, I've been thinking a lot about love, particularly the concept that in order to truly love someone, we have to be willing to be influenced by them. And I'm thinking less in terms of like romance, which I think this is how I've typically applied it is like in romantic relationship or even friendship, like one-to-one -one relationships. But I'm thinking kind of like more broad right now to like love a community, to love the world. We have to let it impact us. And I think kind of coming from the perspective of someone who has deconstructed, who grew up in the church, 
um, and who was taught the message, be in the world, but not of the world, love your neighbor as yourself, and kind of trying to figure out, well, how did those two things go together, right? If you're supposed to be in the world, but not actually let the world change you or impact you in any way, then how can you truly love the world as yourself, right? If you're going in and you're saying, I, I love you, I want the best for you, but I just wish you were different. I wish you were more like me. I wish you believed like me, acted like me, had the same sort of sexuality as me or gender identity as me. That feels like the antithesis to love. And I think one of the main areas of contention I see in marriages, right, with the Enneagram is the lack of willingness to be influenced by your partner. So instead to seek to influence them without changing yourself. And I think that's a really natural response, right? We all want our partners to move toward us, but if we aren't willing to move toward them, how is it love? Right. If it's if that's not at that point, it's not love. It's control. And, you know, so we're thinking like on a global scale, I have to let the world change me. I have to go and be curious. I can't come to the world with like my worldviews and say that I'm loving the world by control, trying to attempts to control my neighbors. Um and that being said, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about parenting this week, how this impacts our relationship to our kids. So, you know, if you don't want to be influenced by the people you love, what's going on there? What are you afraid of? You know, I think sometimes we think like, I don't want to, I don't want like my partner to influence me. I don't want my kids to influence me because I don't want to be like them. Um, or maybe you feel that way about the world. I want to be in the world, not of the world. I don't want to change I don't want the world to change me I want to change the world but is that love and I think that's a I think that's a question we have to consider is can you claim love if you are not willing to see someone or your neighbor your partner your children as someone that you can learn from because if you approach people with this sense that I can only I only have to teach I don't have to learn. I think we undermine the very nature of love. And even as someone who like seeks to be an expert in a, in a chosen field, right? The Enneagram. I, I can't ever say that I know everything, right? I have to go in and be impacted. I grow as an expert the more that I listen, the more that I learn, the better I become at my job. On the days where I feel like I can't listen, I can't learn, I'm going to have like a stunted relationship to the people I'm working with. So that's just what's on my mind right now. It's just, can we love, can we claim love if we just want to teach and we don't want to listen, we don't want to learn? And let's get into what's going on behind the scenes over here. So last week, I honestly just felt like a bit out of sorts. Things were just a little bit chaotic and some weeks are just like that. My husband graduated college and that was just a major part of our lives. There were like multiple meetings and ceremonies and we went, we had a little bit of a party. And so that was kind of time consuming and that was amazing. I was so proud of him. He graduated summa cum laude. He got like a distinguished award from his department. He is going to get a grad, he's going into grad school, like a month out of graduating with a scholarship. Like I'm just 
so impressed with him. I, he's so smart and so cool. Um, so we just did all of that. And then last week, I also started talking about a very exciting new project. It's going to come to life toward the end of June. Um, so I'll be able to share more about that mid-May. But right now, it's still just kind of at the starting phases of, of work. Um, and then in terms of what I'm feeling vulnerable about right now, honestly, um, I think just hearing myself talk, I think I'm just like a little bit tired of my own voice. When you do what I do, right? Like we're talking to YouTube, we're talking to TikTok, we're talking to Instagram, we're talking to the podcast. Um, and then I just have to have like conversations with real people in real life. And I've been doing a lot of, you know, socializing this past couple weeks. Um, I'm a little tired of my own voice, if I'm honest. So I'm feeling vulnerable about that. Um, and then I'm feeling proud of the gift I got for my husband's graduation. I've been planning this for, I mean, gosh, probably a year and a half. Um, he graduated with using the same computer he's used since I've known him. Like he came into our relationship with an <laughs> in, uh, MacBook Air that he bought refurbished. And it died, or it just started going so, so, so slow. And I eventually upgraded my computer because I do this every three years or so because I'm a business owner. Um, but I upgraded my computer, gave it to him as a, my old one to him as a hand-me-down. And that was probably seven years ago. And so now he's been using the same computer for like seven years. So I knew I wanted to get him like a little tech bundle. I've been saving up for, like I said, like a year and a half to do this. And it has been so hard to keep secret, but I got him a new keyboard for his iPad. I got him some headphones and then I got that were like noise canceling. And then I got him a new, a, a new laptop. And what I'm most proud of, like, I feel like, okay, me saving up and like really prioritizing that super proud of that. That's cool. But what I'm most proud of is that my husband has ADHD and I was able to like ADHD friendly his devices. So for his computer, I put, I gave him like a file organizer on his desktop that I just made in Canva. And then went ahead and made file folders for his files. A lot of people with ADHD um, screenshot a lot of things. So I made like a screenshot folder. I made a works in progress folder. I made a ready to be edited folder for him because he's a writer and then a finished ready to submit folder. So he has like this organization to his, his laptop that he hasn't had before. Additionally, I set him up with an, uh, on his browser, a, screen that allowed him to write his to-do list on his on his opening screen page like when he opens his computer it opens up to this like very serene looking backdrop and then he can put his to-do list on there and he can um also put any bookmark things he needs to do and then i set him up with a tab organizer so also if you have adhd you probably know that my husband always has like a hundred tabs open and he doesn't want to close them because he's they're there for a reason. And so I set him up with a tab organizer so that he didn't have to leave his tabs open, but they would save them for him in a, in a safe place. So I felt really proud of that. The last piece of his gift, I'm, oh, I'm spending way too much time telling you guys about his gift, but the last thing I did, because one of the things he wants is a typewriter in order to have a place to write, without distraction, you know, because he doesn't want to just be like on the internet 
but he wants to be able to go around. So you can't really like carry your typewriter to a coffee shop. And so I got him, he already had an iPad, but I just took off all of the apps on his iPad because he doesn't really use it. So I took all of the apps off of his iPad and put on the Hanks app, which is a typewriter app by Tom Hanks, ironically enough. And then I put on a distraction-free writing app just in case the typewriter wasn't a good fit. And then I put on their brain.fm, which is just like a focus music app. And we like took everything off, like the screen is black. That's all that is on there that doesn't have to be on there. And he has a distraction-free writing device now. He, it doesn't have data on it, so he can just turn off the Wi-Fi and use it that way. If he wants to leave the internet on, like if he wants to leave the Wi-Fi on, he can text me through his iPad, which gives him the ability to turn off his phone without being out of reach. And I just feel really proud of it. I think I was a really good friend <laughs> in that gift-giving situation. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm feeling proud of right now. Sorry, I took so much time to tell you about it. And my core desired feelings, so for the month of May, my feelings that I desire are self-assured, satisfied, and strategic. This week, I'm going to feel self-assured by doing what I need to do for my schedule and just allowing that to be okay. I have a little bit of a hectic week because we're traveling for the first two days of the week and working from away, and then I have a lot of meetings this week. It's a big coaching week for me, and just letting that be okay and doing what I can, but not putting pressure on myself to do more than I can. I'm gonna feel satisfied by really prioritizing my morning and my evening routines, and I'm gonna be strategic by hiring someone to do some back-end work that I have been putting off. So I've been meaning to migrate my website from show it to Squarespace for months now and I am just going to hire someone else to do that because I I I have a kind of rule like a rule if I roll a task over to it week after week after week a certain amount of times then it's time for me to outsource it and we have reached that quota on this particular task so it's time and self-care challenge, last week I said I would leave my house every single day except for Sunday, which I did and I loved it. Um, it's very, that feels great to me. I think I'm gonna keep that going. But this week, I just wanna go to one in-person yoga class. I do yoga at home all the time, but I feel like going into a class often reignites my memory of good form and posture and poses that maybe I don't do all the time. So I, I like to do that every once in a while. So I'm going to go to one yoga class. And then what's coming up in terms of content on the podcast this week? On Wednesday, we will talk about the fear of creating wounds in our children. And Friday, I'm talking with parenting coach Mary Van Geffen. You definitely don't want to miss that one. So this week is an invitation to allow those that you intend to love to influence you. And we're going to end today with a quote from Mary Beth Bonacci. It's a little bit of a long one, but stick with me. People use the word love a lot of different ways. Take me, for instance, I am often heard saying that I love my mom and dad. I'm also often heard saying that I love pizza. What am I saying when I say I love my mom and dad? 
I'm saying that I care about them. I'm saying that I love spending time with them and that I talk to them every chance I get. I'm saying that if they needed me, I would do my every humanly possible thing to help them. I'm saying that I always want what's best for them. What am I saying when I say I love pizza? Am I saying that I care deeply about pizza? Am I saying that I have a relationship with pizza? Am I saying that if pizza had a problem, I would be there for pizza? What, not enough pepperoni? I'll be right there. <laughs> of course not. When I say I love pizza, I'm just saying that I enjoy eating pizza until I don't want any more pizza. Once I'm tired of the pizza, I don't care what happens to the rest of it. I'll throw it away. I'll feed it to the dog. I'll stick it in the back of the refrigerator until it gets all green and moldy. It doesn't matter to me anymore. These are two very different definitions of the word love. It gets confusing when people start talking about love and especially about loving you. Which way do these people love you? Do they want what is best for you or do they just want you around because it is good for them and they don't really care what happens to you? So next time someone looks deeply into your eyes and says, I love you, look very deeply right back and say, would that be pizza love or the real thing? And I think for ourselves, we can consider, am I claiming the phrase love, but I really mean I, I will get what I want from you? Or am I actually seeking to love and offer love from a deep place where I allow people to change me and impact me? Well, thank you guys so much for being here. And as always, it's just an absolute joy to create this content for you and to catch up with you every single Monday. And I will see you Wednesday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.